Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Follow the marquee and come to the Monday matinee. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. And the slithy toads did gear and gimble in the wave. All mimsy were the borer groves, and the momraths outgrabe. Beware the jabberwock, my son, the jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the jubjub bird, and shun the frubious bandersnatch. He took his vorpal sword in hand, long time the manxen foe he sought. So rested he by the tum-tum tree, and stood a while in thought. And as in uffish thought he stood, the jabberwock with eyes of flame came whiffling through the tulgy wood and burbled as it came. One, two, one, two, and through and through the vorpal blade went snicker-snack. He left it dead, and with its head he went galumphing back. And hast thou slain the jabberwock? Oh, come to my arms, my beamish boy. O oh, frabjous day, kaloo, kalay, he chortled in his joy. T'was brillig and the slithy toes. Did gear and gimble in the wabe, all mimsy were the borer grows, and the momraths outgrabe. And no, you haven't added the wrong stream to your podcast app. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Sonic Society. It's episode 578. It's season 14. I'm David Alt, your host for this poetic opening of our show. And I'm Jack Ward. And as you can guess, we get so little opportunity to read poetry in <laughs> the opening, but tonight's show is certainly worth a glance back at Lewis Carroll's fun nonsense poem. For tonight, we present the first parts to the pilot episode of Jabberwocky Audio Theatre from Bjorn Munson. And it all begins right here on the Sonic Society. The following audio theater is rated ADG for general audiences. In a distant part of the galaxy, from a far-flung future yet unwritten, comes the adventures of a lone ship and her intrepid crew. Jabberwocky Audio Theatre presents Rogue Tiger. Tonight's episode, The Pilot, Part 1. No hydroponics. This was grown in good earth, my friends. You, sir. Young sir, you look like a man with a fine eye. See my fresh pluots, these excellent cava berries. Surely there's something to tickle your taste buds and tempt your palate. Actually, um, I was looking for where they hire hands for the, uh, ships. Oh, come, come, boy. If you've never been to space, why go down that road now? How did you know I've never been in space? You don't have the look of a spacer, friend. 
The gravity's not slowing you down. Your skin has seen sunlight. Don't waste yourself on the void. I'm sorry, could you just point to what end of the hall... Oh, fine. That way, down that row of stalls to the right. Thank you. I... You'll be missing this. Real food. All the spacers do. It's a hard life. Don't say you weren't warned. Fruit! Real fruit! No cultures grown right here, groundside, under natural sunlight. Straight from Excuse me, do you need a pilot? You? I don't think so. Um, excuse me, sir? Or, uh, ma'am? What? Do you need a pilot? How do you think you can pilot my ship with only two R's? Human arrogance. Um, sorry. Yes, I'm sure the gear works just as well as you say. I just need my extra crew member, and I'm hitting space. Hey, um, sir? What are you selling? Do you need a pilot? Ha! <laughs> And you're a veteran spacer. I mean, like a backup pilot for long runs. Look, kid, no one's gonna hand you the reins to the ship they poured their sweat, blood, and monets into. Try the Navy. They have monets to burn. I don't want to join the military. Uh-huh. Okay. So, you a mechanic? What? I don't need a pilot, but I do need another grease monkey. I'm a good mechanic. That's so, Mr. Pilot. Well, tell me this. What would you do if you discovered your coolant intake, standard Bierce intake, was clogged? I'd take a good snake with a nano-scrubber attachment and clear the gunk out. I guess they can't afford the manuals out here in the sticks. Because if you had those, you'd know they recommend flushing the whole system with a Bierce 47 series vacuum pump. I read the manuals cover to cover, and yeah, if you want to spend too much money, you can use the Bierce 47. Everyone knows it's overkill. You wear out your gaskets in a year. My way costs 15 minutes and a little sweat. Or do you have money? Like the Navy boys. <laughs> I guess you'll see. How's that? You're hired. Come on. I wanted to leave port in two hours. Looks like it'll be 20 minutes. I'm hired? Gotta keep up. We got all the snakes and scrubbers you want. Never got around to getting that vacuum pump. So what's your name? Uh, Aiden. Aiden Vosky. Reg McCorum, ship's captain. Uh, thanks for hiring me, sir. Which ship? There's your answer, Vosky. That is my measure of blood, sweat, and tears. The tiger. She's beautiful. That's an old Wessex design, isn't it? Good eye. It's based on the old interloper class, survey cruiser. We don't have Wessex weapons, but she's fast enough and nimble when we need it. Last chance to bail, kid. I'm ready. That's what I thought. Welcome aboard. Captain. Enling, how goes it? Tormar says cargo's secure and we're ready to launch. Is this... Aiden Vosky, our new mechanic. Get him squared away while I prep for takeoff with Grania. So, he decided you were our mechanic, huh? That's right, Miss... Dr. Shen Enling. You're the ship's doctor? And occasional bottle washer. Come on. Knowing the captain will be underway soon. Where are we going? We'll stow your gear and introduce you to Tormar. I'll need you soon enough. Who's... Our engineer. And cargo officer. And the ship's best poker player, cuz he cheats. Tormar, everything peachy? I assume you mean good, Doctor. Why can you not simply say good? Because that wouldn't be nearly as much fun. Hmm. I brought you our new mechanic, Aiden... Vosky. Why could the captain not get someone with more appendages? Uh... You'll have to take that up with him, Tormar. 
We can't all be as multi-talented and multifaceted as yourself. I cannot tell if that is a compliment or a joke. Could be both. Troublesome. Hm. In any case, I did not answer your first question. Things are not good, but they are acceptable. You, Mechanic Voskin, I will need your skills shortly. Uh, okay. Be here, T plus ten. Um... We'll make sure he's here. Come on, Mechanic Vosky. Don't forget to strap in for lunch, Tormar. That is a joke. Indeed it is. Look, I don't mean to sound green, but... But you are green. I need to talk to the captain about you. Oh, take it easy, Vosky. T plus ten means be down here ten minutes after launch when we're in space. And let me guess, you never met a Catharian before, have you? Is that what it is? Yes, and it's a he... He's the second, um, person today who's complained about my arms. Or lack thereof? Yeah. Well, we sentients can't all be bilaterally symmetrical, and I think some species get jealous. Seriously, don't let it get to you. Tormar thinks he does more than anyone else on this ship, and that's up here, not based on all those tentacles. Speaking of up here, um, when I'm talking to him... Just make sure to make eye contact with the stop turned closest to you. It's usually the one that isn't wriggling. Thanks. Endling, get yourselves tucked in. We're about to go. Every time. Okay, let's go. Come on in. Water's fine. And since it's the sick bay, it's sterile. Take that chair on the far wall. Okay. Um, isn't there a whole pre-launch procedure they need to do first? Believe me. When the captain wants to get underway, we get underway fast. And the pilot... You have about 30 seconds, Endling. Who was that? The pilot, Granya. I was gonna say, she's good at getting the ship ready for a speedy exit. Okay, your bag's secure. Let me help you. I'm good. Wait a minute. You've been in space before? I've done simulations. Fifteen seconds. (laughs) Well, welcome to the real deal, Mr. Vosky. Counting down from ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Launch. Oh my. This lasts until we clear Atmo. Okay. Don't worry. Anything bad happens, you're in the best place to get sick. So we're in space now? Yep. In orbit for a spell before we go and make the jump. The gravity gyrus should be reset, so you can walk around. Uh, maybe I'll get up in a minute. Take your time. Tarmar won't be expecting you for another eight minutes or so. Everyone still conscious? Thanks to Grania, not you. I try. So, Vosky, you just gonna sit there with work to be done? No, sir. Oh, he's just being mean, Aiden. Don't pay attention to him. Excuse me, doctor. Are you now his... Captain, I need you up here. Don't be greedy, Grania. We're having a perfectly good power struggle down here. Can't oblige you this time, Enling. I've got a power play up here that the captain needs to see. What do you mean, Grania? I mean we're being followed, Captain. And by a crew that doesn't look like they want to play nice. You've been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theater... Tonight's production, Rogue Tiger, Episode 1, The Pilot, Part 1 of 5, 
Produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theatre in association with Arlington Independent Media, WERALP 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. Featured in the cast were Nick DePinto as Aidan Vosky, Brooks Tegler as Captain Reg McCorum, Yasmin Toazon as Dr. Shen Enling, Phil Amico as Tormar, and Aaron Goldstein as Granya Kachoa, with additional voices by Bjorn Munson, William R. Coughlin, and Phil Amico. Recorded at Big Ben Studios by Matt Bostaff. Production support by Meredith Sims. Music composed by John Maestri and arranged by Jason Chimola. Supplemental recording at Tohu Bohu Productions in Burke, Virginia. Dialogue and sound effects editing by Maurice Malda and Kim Davenport. Additional sound mixing by William R. Coughlin. Tonight's episode was written and directed by Bjorn Munson. This recording is the property of Team Jabberwocky, LLC, and may not be rebroadcast, retransmitted, or redistributed without express permission from Team J. The underlying content, including the script, story, and characters, remain the exclusive property of their owners and are used with permission. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theater, visit jabberaudio.com. Until next time, this is William R. Coughlin saying thanks for listening, and tune in next week for more Rogue Tiger. The following audio theater is rated ADG for general audiences. In a distant part of the galaxy, from a far-flung future yet unwritten, comes the adventures of a lone ship and her intrepid crew. Will the ship following them prove friend or foe? Jabberwocky Audio Theater presents Rogue Tiger. Tonight's episode, The Pilot, Part 2. Grania, how much time before they make their move? Hard to say, Captain. Five. Maybe ten minutes. I'll be right there. Why are we being followed? I'll know that when I get an idea who's doing the following. Tag along if you want, Bosky. Um... Come on! Good excuse to see the bridge. Dr. Uh, Enling, what kind of cargo do you haul? What's your real question? Well, are you smugglers? It's an entrepreneurial ship, Aiden. Who else do you think would hire someone with no space time? I see. I should have seen. Not with those wish-come-true blinders of yours. Enough time in space, they'll come off. Or not. Some lessons you get to learn over and over. Oh, and Aiden, don't bring up smuggling with the captain unless he does first. It's a long story. I'm guessing there's a lot of long stories I need to hear on this ship. That's what the Galliang is for. Welcome to the bridge, Vosky. Don't touch anything. Over here. Okay, Grania. You were saying about our friend? See those markings? They want you to believe they're a courier out of Shinwei Prime, but that prefix hasn't been used in over a generation. Nokari mercenaries aren't very detail-oriented. Are we sure they're Nokari? They could be subcontractors renting the ship, Captain, but they're not simple couriers. That's the straight and narrow. Right. So, what do we have for Plan B? Hapsalu-6 has some mighty attractive rings, plus matching sets of L-point asteroids. Let's go sightseeing then, shall we? Already plotted. Of course. She's brilliant. You pay us too little, Captain. I might not be able to pay you at all if our no-carry friend has his way. 
Are they like a commerce raider, the ones that prey on ships at the system edges? Not quite as common as the trivids would have you believe. Space is too damn big. Much easier to pick a mark leaving port. We'll be hitting the rings in a little under a minute, Captain. Good. Captain, I am ready for Mechanikwoski, but I cannot locate him. He's here, Tormar. But hang on a while longer. I want Grania to shake our tail. We'll send him down after the first jump. In that case, good luck, Pilot Kachoa. Thank you, Tormer. So I guess he does that to everyone. Oh yeah. Catharians are mad about titles. When you do get down there, make sure you call him Engineer Tormar to start off. Everyone hang on. The gravity gyros might not keep up. Whoa! Well, isn't our friend surprised? It looks like he's going to try and close the gap, but we'll see how good he is. So, Mechanic Vosky, we weren't properly introduced. Welcome to my bridge. You people are getting entirely too possessive. Better us than the Nakari. Thank you, uh, Pilot Kachawa, or Pilot Grania? Grania Kachoa. That's what it sounds like above water, anyway. You don't need to worry about titles. Call me Grania. Okay, uh, Grania, may I ask a question? Yes? Why have you stopped the main thrust? Ah, the captain said you were a budding pilot. Good ear. Our pursuer now knows we're on to him. He's expecting we'll get out of the gravity well and make a jump as quick as can be, but he knows he can't quickly close that gap on thrusters alone. So if he's at all good, he's going to watch the thruster burn from the tiger and plot an intercept course. But don't we want to get away from him out of the gravity well? Of course. But first we want him to commit to going deep into these planetary rings where his scanners won't work as well. Or ours. Now remember, you said she's brilliant. Thank you, Captain. I think he's taking the bait. So, here's our plan. We lead them further in, through some sensor chaff, and then we dive in towards our obliging gas giant here and arrow break around to jump safely. And you already had this course plotted? With variants, yes. You see why I signed you on as a mechanic, Vosky? Yes, sir. Don't worry. When we're not in a life-or-death struggle, I'll be happy to give you some pointers. He's closing. I think it's time. I think you like this too much. Laying chaff. Looking good. A little more for good measure. All right, let's go. Tormar, we'll be hitting the arrow break orbit in just a few seconds. The shielding is ready. Thank you. In four, three, two, one. Cloud. Look on the bird side, Aiden. Should have no trouble with the jump at this point. Okay, coming out above the rings now. Should be ready to jump in about half a minute, Captain. Well done, Grania. I'll second that. Ready to say goodbye to your home system, Aiden? I guess. Scanners are coming back to full res. Entering in jump coordinates. Get ready for... Missile! Missile Race for impact! Race for impact now! You've been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theater. Tonight's production, Rogue Tiger, Episode 2, The Pilot. Part 2 of 5, produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theatre 
in association with Arlington Independent Media, WERALP 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. Featured in the cast were Brooks Tegler as Captain Reg McCorum, Aaron Goldstein as Grania Kachoa, Nick DePinto as Aiden Vosky, Yasmin Toazon as Dr. Shen Enling, and Phil Amico as Tormar. Recorded at Big Ben Studios by Matt Bostaff. Production support by Meredith Sims. Music composed by John Maestri and arranged by Jason Chimola. Supplemental recording at Tohu Bohu Productions in Burke, Virginia. Dialogue and sound effects editing by Maurice Malda and Kim Davenport. Additional sound mixing by William R. Coughlin. Tonight's episode was written and directed by Bjorn Munson. This recording is the property of Team Jabberwocky, LLC, and may not be rebroadcast, retransmitted, or redistributed without express permission from Team J. The underlying content, including the script, story, and characters, remain the exclusive property of their owners and are used with permission. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, visit jabberaudio.com. Until next time, this is William R. Coughlin saying thanks for listening, and tune in next week for another installment of Rogue Tiger. The following audio theater is rated ADG for general audiences. In a distant part of the galaxy, from a far-flung future yet unwritten, comes the adventures of a lone ship and her intrepid crew. After a deadly missile attack, can they survive? Jabberwocky Audio Theatre presents Rogue Tiger. Tonight's episode, The Pilot, Part 3. Enling, are you all right? Ask me again in a minute. I will. Right now, see to Grania. Oh, no. Is that blood? Let's hope it looks worse than it is. Whatever it is, get her out of the pilot's chair. Come on. And Aiden, watch your head. Don't let any of those red tips touch your skin. Stingers. Right. Okay, I have the controls. Take her down to sickbed. Wait, hold on. Okay, now go. Get a good grip, Aiden, and... This is Reg, Tormar. Grania's out. It looks like we have ourselves another friend. I'm trying to shake him now. What do you got? We have all the engine power you need, Captain. I believe the missile was aimed at the bridge. A kill shot? Yes, Captain. Riskier. But if they desire the cargo above all... Riskier, but more rewards. Is the Moran cargo safe? Yes, Captain. How about our special packages? Not as you would want, Captain. Mechanic Vosky was to help me. Damn, the chaff isn't working. Probability dictates that it is from damage to the bridge controls. I will come to assist. No, I need you taking care of the packages. That effort would be best if the ship was stationary. I'll take care of that. You just get started. Endling, how's Grania? Concussion, some burns and scrapes, but no surgery required. Thankfully, because I know you're not going to keep the ship steady. Can't promise that with our friend looking to line up another shot. Listen, Enling, if you don't need Vosky, send him up here. He's on his way. Enling, are you all right? I'm fine. 
And Grania? I wish I knew more about her species, but her healing power has always been extraordinary. She'll pull through. There's no more close calls, okay? This lot isn't looking for prisoners. Is it Xenocrity? They'd want me to know. Where do you need me, Captain? Right where I am, after the next turn. The pilot's chair? Don't worry. I've cleared away the debris. See what I'm doing? Yes, keep at least one asteroid between you and the enemy ship. The problem is, when his friend arrives, the one we thought we'd lost arrow breaking, we're sunk. What about the chaff? That's what I'll be working on. You ready? Uh, sir? Why am I handing the reins of the ship that I've sweat and bled over to you? Uh, yes, sir. Because, Vosky, I'm betting you've tried fancy flying before, but you haven't done fast repairs in combat before. Yes, sir. If I'm wrong, we're all dead in two minutes anyway. Ready? Ready, sir. Go. Got it. Don't be shy. The minute there's a firing solution, he'll take it. Gahimlin! Keep her speed up. Yes, sir. Damn. Is it a short? Stick with the piloting. I think I'm getting the hang of this. Well, so is he. Don't fall into a pattern. Good job. Thanks. You're right, though. He's getting the hang of this, too. Be better. We're good. That's really good. We still need a little more fancy flying. Have it in you? How fancy? I hit the chaff, and you punch deeper into the field to the bigger rock. Like one big enough for the cave? Ha! We should be so lucky. A good depression or outcropping will do. You ready? Yes. All right. We're going to lay a full spread and hit the thrusters on my mark. Mark. Kim. Good job, Vosky. Now, part two. There. The smaller one. It's big enough and the shape is right. Coming round. There, that crevasse. That'll do. Ease her in. It's matching the angle. Good enough height, shadows covering. Take it slow, Vosky. The hull isn't invulnerable. Almost there. We're down. Well done. I'd say you've earned your rum ration for the day. My what? Can I assume we've landed for a spell? Yes, we have, Doctor, but don't get comfortable. I wasn't planning on it. Good. Before we try and shake our friends again, I want to do a walk-around. I'll be here with Grania. Tormar, care to join me for a spacewalk? I am ready, Captain. Excellent. I'll be at the airlock in five. Well, Vosky, you're free to move about. Uh, yes, sir. Why don't you see the doctor first? Sir? Your eyes are about as big as moons. Walk it off. Ask Enling for a belt at Gaoliang if you want. Uh, okay. Just don't get comfortable either. No. Now, we should be nice and masked for the time being. Aiden, I'm serious. Take a break. Don't wait. Okay, I, I just... Do you need me outside? Tormar and I have that taken care of. I need you to be the backup pilot again. But aren't we safe for a while? Absolutely. We might even have an hour. But those ships won't stop until they've found us.
been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theater. Tonight's production, Rogue Tiger, Episode 3, The Pilot, Part 3 of 5. Produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theater, in association with Arlington Independent Media, WERALP 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. Featured in the cast were Brooks Tegler as Captain Reg McCorum, Yasmin Tuazon as Dr. Shen Enling, Nick DePinto as Aiden Vosky, and Phil Amico as Tormar. Recorded at Big Ben Studios by Matt Bostaff. Production support by Meredith Sims. Music composed by John Maestri and arranged by Jason Chimola. Supplemental recording at Tohu Bohu Productions in Burke, Virginia. Dialogue and sound effects editing by Maurice Malda and Kim Davenport. Additional sound mixing by William R. Coughlin. Tonight's episode was written and directed by Bjorn Munson. This recording is the property of Team Jabberwocky, LLC, and may not be rebroadcast, retransmitted, or redistributed without express permission from Team J. The underlying content, including the script, story, and characters, remain the exclusive property of their owners and are used with permission. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theater, visit jabberaudio.com. Until next time, this is William R. Coughlin saying thanks for listening, and tune in next week for more Rogue Tiger. The following audio theater is rated ADPG, so parental guidance is suggested. In a distant time, in a far-off star system, a spaceship crew fights to stay alive. Will their respite on an asteroid give them time to repair their ship, or will the mercenaries find them first? Jabberwocky Audio Theater presents Rogue Tiger. Tonight's episode, The Pilot, Part 4. Well, Aiden, squared away with your new quarters? I guess, Endling. It's kind of hard to, you know, adjust to a new life aboard a ship when you're being hunted by... I don't even know who. Space pirates? Mercenaries? Think of it as good on-the-job training. I don't know if the captain said anything, but we're here thanks to some fancy flying from our new mechanic. So it's this from now on? I woke up this morning without anyone trying to kill me. It's kind of new for me, you know? I mean, is that what you expect every day? Oh, I'm not planning to die anytime soon. But I am here for the adventure. And you get plenty of that. First, though, you need a little of this. Is this that cow stuff the captain was talking about? Galyang. Yes. Gunbite! Skull! Whoa! So is this another one of your lessons to be learned? If you mean adjusting to new experiences, yes. Captain wouldn't have picked you unless he had some purpose for you in mind. Well, he picked me in all of two nanoseconds, so I guess he must have a pretty definite plan for me. Hmm. Another? I'm pacing myself. If you want to be Grania's protege, you'll need to do better. This is one of the few times she's on the table, and I've never seen her under it. Well, she looks so peaceful. Is she all right? All her vitals are fine. Her brain activity is all... it's not bad. 
It's sorting some stuff out. Don't you try dealing with a shock like that. You're only human. At least I'm assuming. As far as I know, yes. Saluvians aren't known for their genetic diversity. Well, my mom's from here, from Hapsalu. I don't know where my dad came from. And he left when you were how old? How... You enjoy reading people, don't you? Another reason I'm out here. I'm happy to sequence your DNA after we're through all this. And what would that do? Tell you where your dad came from. But you already know that's not my question. I want to know where he went. And you know that's a clue. Maybe. <sighs> Thanks. I'd like... Well, I've never had my DNA sequenced. Tested, though, I hope. Well, yeah, but you're talking about... I mean, what you're talking about is a lot of monads, right? Right. So after we shake the stone-cold Nakari killers, it's a date. What's happening? Hold this. Is she okay? Pulses up. Breathing is quicker. <gasps> She's awake! Unless you're going to be my nurse, stay there and shush. Kron! Ganya? Kron 215! Green cabinet behind you. Third shelf. Blue vials. He here. So what's... Shush. You're my nurse now, Vosky, but I still need to work through this. There we go. Help me out here, Grania. Don't tell me you've been healing just for that shout-out. Come on. Your replacement's not up to speed yet. Okay. Shush ordinance lifted. Is she? Grania's back to her mysteriously healing self. And as far as I know, she's doing fine. As I said, her brain is working some things out. We can ask her about that little outburst when she's awake for more than a minute. Her skin wasn't that dark purple before. True. It'll probably turn a nice deep blue before the hour's out. She's fine. Just be thankful I have that protective cap on her noggin. Uh, why? Remember those stingers? Yeah. They're spraying a nasty little mist right about now. Well, I think it's time for more new experience fortification. Now you're getting the hang of things. What do you think, Tormar? I think that's about as good as we're going to get in these conditions. I still would have preferred a test, Captain. Well, we'll get a couple of test targets soon enough, Tormar. I understand the need for bravado, Captain. And I am confident that those tests will be beneficial. However, my point about proper tests remains. If I gave you your test, our Nokari flyboys would be on us faster than you deal cards. I understand too, old friend. I know you won't let us down. I am gratified by that knowledge. Endling, what's the word? Peachy, Captain. Grania appears to be making a full recovery, so I hope we have a ship for her to pilot when she comes to. Tormar and I are working on that. Is Vosky with you? Here, Captain McCorm. Well, I suppose that's good. At the same time, the bridge isn't going to clean itself. And then there's the pre-flight checklist, which I could do, but we've still got a few more... I'm going! Okay, Reg, enough. Aiden was on the way to the bridge when you called. You're really trying to drive a sense of duty into the poor lad. Oh, he's already got that without my help. Even money, he's a military brat. Really? We were talking about his family. Do tell. Perhaps when you tell me your little secret. Which one? You're so not Fair. You don't win by being fair, Doctor. Just wait till the next poker match and we'll see about winning. I will be ready, Doctor. I'll bet. I am also ready for phase two of the operation, Captain. Phase two? You all aren't done out there? No, we still have another surprise for our Nokari friends. Uh-huh. 
this surprise would be? Let's just say the tiger will be laying an egg. Another secret. Of course. Captain, everything's set outside? More to the point, is everything set here? You ready for takeoff? Almost. Since we're stationary, I took the liberty of patching up the bridge controls a bit better, and I took a look at the nav charts. Do you visit Hopsalu a lot, or is Grania always this thorough? A little of both. I checked in on Grania. She looks like she'll pull through, but I'm going to have to ask you to spell her as pilot a little while longer. I expected that. What's the plan? It's evolving. Tormar seated a few passive sensor boys right before we landed. And it looks like our friends will be on us in about ten minutes without our help. First part of the plan is we help them find us sooner. Excuse me? As soon as I've checked out these controls here, I'm going to send out a sensor pulse. Go active? Are you... I mean, what will that do? Get their attention on our terms. At that point, I want you to use thrusters enough to get us out of the crevasse, but not enough to lose the gravity of this rock. Got it? Uh, yeah. You're planning a feint or a diversion or something? Essentially. I figured you'd look over the nav charts. Ready for some improvising? Ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Tormar, the board's showing green here. Are you ready? Yes, Captain. Endling, are you and Grania squared away down there? Very thoughtful of you, Captain. Yes. Just remember, there's only one operating table down here, and it's already taken. So noted. Okay, Vosky, stand by on thrusters. Standing by. On my mark, in three, two, one, mark. Easy does it. Stay with the rock. Keep with its swing. Got it. Do we know what vector they're coming in on yet? Oh, we'll know soon. The passive boys detect both ships coming at us quickly. That confirms what I see with the active echo. They're ready for business, huh? They do appear determined and without regard for the asteroids. You know, if you want me to improvise an escape route, I need to know where to go. I'm not getting all the nav information you all are, Captain. They're coming in at 192 by 178. Stay cool. Captain, they have detected the passive buoys and are disposing of them. Understood, Tormar. Did any survive? I must check. Vosky, escape course plotted? I think so. Are they coming together, or are they in a formation to trap us? I'm hoping together. We need them more eager than smart. Captain, I have data from the last buoy. The ships are splitting up and approaching the asteroid on two different vectors. Cutting off the best avenues for escape. Captain? Bad news, Vosky. They're smart. been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theater. Tonight's production, Rogue Tiger, Episode 4, The Pilot, Part 4 of 5, produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theater, in association with Arlington Independent Media, WERALP 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. Featured in the cast were Yasmin Toison as Dr. Shen Enling, Nick DePinto as Aidan Vosky, Aaron Goldstein as Grania Kachoa, Brooks Tegler as Captain Reg McCorum, and Phil Amico as Tormar. Recorded at Big Ben Studios by Matt Bostaff. Production support by Meredith Sims. 
Music composed by John Maestri and arranged by Jason Chimola. Supplemental recording at Tohu Bohu Productions in Burke, Virginia. Dialogue and sound effects editing by William R. Coughlin. Tonight's episode was written and directed by Bjorn Munson. This recording is the property of Team Jabberwocky, LLC, and may not be rebroadcast, retransmitted, or redistributed without express permission from Team J. The underlying content, including the script, story, and characters, remain the exclusive property of their owners and are used with permission. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, visit jabberaudio.com. Until next time, this is William R. Coughlin saying thanks for listening, and tune in next week for the conclusion of Rogue Tiger, The Pilot. The following audio theater is rated ADG for general audiences. In a distant time, in a far-off star system, a spaceship crew must battle mercenaries bent on their destruction. Jabberwocky Audio Theater presents Rogue Tiger. Tonight's episode... The Pilot, Part 5. All right, Vosky. Since they're trying to flank us, we have to let them believe it's working. We're going to have to make a break for it before they get too close, Captain. I know. Patience. Keep the tiger's nose away from the first ship, the one at 192 by 178. Got it. 180 all around. And watch the vector on the second ship. She's coming in high and fast, trying to cut us off. I've got a slag we can scoot under along our escape path. It'll block any shot from the second ship. Just about 100 seconds more, maybe less. That slag is moving too. We'll lose our cover if we wait too long. I told you to improvise. We might need a second escape vector. Easier said than done. Damn, one of them's gone active. They want a lock. Tormar, this is it. The rock is ready. First ship dead astern, Captain. Escape vector, full thrust. Second ship's firing. Get under that slag. Tormar? First ship in range. Hit it. Jim! Keep on course. So what was... We planted an explosive with a high-yield pulse on that rock we just left. With any luck, we knocked out the navigation on both ships. We'll be free of the belt in 20 seconds. Adjust so you're parallel. Keep moving away from the blast vector, but don't lose that cover just yet. We might get free of the gravity well and be able to jump before... Let's see what we're jumping from. Tormar. The amount of debris prevents an accurate scan. One ship appears to be drifting. So we still have one ship out there. The evidence would suggest... Right, thanks, Tormar. Stand by. Don't ask him those kind of questions in these kind of situations, okay? So, we're ready on surprise number two? When you are, Captain. Well, give us a minute and we'll have plan B. What is plan B? I'd usually be asking Grania for plan B right about now. Please tell me that got the bad guys. We're still here. Speak for yourself. We got one ship, Enling. See, there's a straight answer. So why don't we just jump? There's the possibility he could get a shot off before we clear the gravity well. Captain, I have the 
the second chute closing fast. There's the certainty he could get a shot off before we clear the gravity well. We do not simply need to run. Huh? I don't want to waste our surprise until we're certain, Tormar. And we only get one shot at that. Technically, four. Captain, would Grunya's charts have something else we can use? I went through her plotted courses, but maybe... Of course. I'm so used to her keeping it all in her head, but here. Let's take a look at the Hapsalu system. Check for something called Kron. What? Kron? That's what Grania said before in sickbay. She muttered it again just after your half-successful explosion. So what are you saying, Doctor? I'm saying, in my expert medical opinion, does that word mean anything in her charts? I've got it. Kron 2-15. That's what she said. So what is it? It's a comet. I've, I've never heard of it. It looks like it doesn't come near your planet, Vosky. But it does pass close by this one. Tormar, are you getting this? The iron tail is very long. And the magnetic field... Tormar, prepare a solution. We're going to do a juice to a reverse. I will be ready. Uh, I don't know what that is, Captain. Don't worry. And don't be offended. I'm not leaving this all up to you. None taken. But what do you need me to do? On my mark, punch out towards the comet to pass through the tail. As close as you can vector to the rock without making us a part of it. But the wake, the magnetic field, will mess up the jump calculation. And everything else. That's why I'm going to cut the main power right before we hit the tail. What? Reg, you know Grania's medbed is on main power. We don't have a choice, Endling. Okay, I'll rig something up. But don't keep the power off any longer than we have to. Um, sir, about the power, we need to steer. That comet's big enough to have gravity of its own. Manual pressure thrusts, like I'm sure you've done in simulation. You handle the roll and pitch, and I'll handle the yaw. Ready? Okay. Got your vector? Yes. Punch it. On course. We're out into the open. They see us, and they are pursuing. Excellent. With any luck, they'll think we're trying to make a quick jump. Aren't we? Not exactly. A tiger has teeth, Fosky. Dormar, we may not get the intercom up before you need to take the shot. You can count on me. We're almost to the ion tail. Okay. Cut engines. Cut. Gauges locked on the same course. Cutting main power. Oh, that is a big comet. Just make sure the gauges stay within those settings. Wow, it works. Easy. Don't overcompensate. We're almost through. All right. Make sure you're locked in. Ready. Here we go. No vomit on my bridge now. There we go. And now we play. I don't see them. He's almost through. Now, Tormar. I thought you said we didn't have weapons. We don't have Wessex weapons. Those would be noticed. But what Tormar and I installed were some carefully concealed missile tubes. That was actually your job, Vosky, but I'll let it go this time since you proved to be a capable backup pilot. A positive hit, Captain. You're too modest, Tormar. We vaporized them. Four of a kind beats a pair. I do believe that was a joke. Please do not tell the doctor. <laughs> All right. You've earned it. We'll be jumping presently. You're not still nauseous, are you? No. We had weapons. You gotta use what you have, and it doesn't always pay to advertise what you have. Not like the Trivids at all, is it? Do you feel responsible for whomever 
whatever was on that ship? I don't know. You know they were trying to kill us. They nearly succeeded. I know. Believe me, I know. So, what? Afraid we're not the good guys? Sorry you came out here? No. Good or bad, I wanted to come out here. You had to. You spoke to Enling? A little. There aren't so many good guys and bad guys out here, Aiden. It's dangerous all across the span. There's surviving. And for that, you need to pick a side. I guess I didn't know that. I guess I didn't know how... <laughs> it's true, isn't it? The span is cold. It doesn't always have to be. Don't regret picking a side. So are we making the jump, or are you waiting for Grania to do it for you? Is she awake? Not yet. But I'm sure she can take the controls by the time we reach Flat Rock. We're going to Flat Rock? Guess the captain didn't get around to telling you where we're headed. We've been a little busy, Doctor. As have I. I could use a break. So could our backup pilot. Sir? Why don't you get some rack time? I'll make the jump. Uh, but... We'll call you well before we approach Flat Rock. I won't deny you your first glimpse of another spaceport. Okay. Get some rest. And Aiden. Yeah? The days aren't always like this. Well, if you could just warn me for the next time. You're going to give him a false sense of hope. Maybe I'm giving myself a false sense of hope. You ever consider that? We've been at risk for something like this for some time. It's just caught up with us here. So where's it going to end? You think this delivery at Flat Rock is really going to settle things? Set us down a new path to respectability? It might. Danger's still there, though. What about Aiden? You still need him for his original purpose? I don't know. He worked out quite well, didn't he? Better than you were planning for. Don't get sweet on him, Enling. My plans haven't changed. But maybe Vosky doesn't have to die after all. been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theater. Tonight's production, Rogue Tiger, Episode 5, The Pilot, Part 5 of 5. Produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theater, in association with Arlington Independent Media, WERALP 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. Featured in the cast were Brooks Tegler as Captain Reg McCorum, Nick DePinto as Aiden Vosky, Phil Amico as Tormar, and Yasmin Toazon as Dr. Shen Enling. Recorded at Big Ben Studios by Matt Bostaff. Production support by Meredith Sims. Music composed by John Maestri and arranged by Jason Chimola. Supplemental recording at Tohu Bohu Productions in Burke, Virginia. Dialogue and sound effects editing by William R. Coughlin. Tonight's episode was written and directed by Bjorn Munson. This recording is the property of Team Jabberwocky, LLC, and may not be rebroadcast, retransmitted, or redistributed without express permission from Team J. The underlying content, including the script, story, and characters, remain the exclusive property of their owners and are used with permission. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theater, visit jabberaudio.com. Until next time, this is William R. Coughlin saying... Thanks for listening, and tune in next week when Rogue Tiger returns with Flat Rock. Flat Rock.
And that's our show for this evening. Thanks ever so much for joining us here. The Sonic Society drops every Tuesday night from here to the beginning of the world of podcasting and going outwards and beyond. We have been going a long time. Please join David and I and so many others at mad-con.com, the world's largest and first modern audio drama convention. It's going to be a wonderful time in Halifax, July 24th to the 26th with an early bird special until the end of the month at mad-con.com. That's mad-con.com. Please do drop us a line as well while you're at it at sonicsociety at gmail.com. Let us know you got your tickets. Give us a rating at iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or indeed wherever you get your podcasts if you are thinking about us fondly. And let us know you listen at the Facebook groups or just pass us about on Twitter. Until next week when we revisit some of this year's 11th hour entries, I'm David Alt. And I'm Jack Ward. Good night, all. Good night. The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hi, this is John Bell. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. In my podcast, Bells in the Battery, I usually surpass a thousand words. Why does he? But for every episode, there is also a picture. You mean the itty-bitty picture that you see when you bring up the episode? Yes, that's called a thumbnail. They're drawn on thumbnails? But now you can see all the thumbnail pictures in large format by going to the Bells in the Bat Free Gallery. Just go online to thebatfree.com. That's dot com And click on Gallery. That's G-A-L-L-E. I think they can figure that out. You'll see all the pictures for all the episodes that were created by Jeff Music, along with other guest artists like the Lavalie Brothers and famous animation director Dan Reba. Oh, he knows one celebrity, and he really wants you to know about it. You'll also see lots of fan art over the years and a few surprises so when you're in the mood for a picture instead of a thousand words especially his words words, go to thebatfree.com and click on gallery and be sure to clean your thumbnails before viewing